The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is Goodnight Maryland Radio with your host, Nina Bosky. It's been more than 50 years since the tragic death of one of Hollywood's biggest stars at the time and in history, Marilyn Monroe. Nina seeks to uncover the life and death of this legendary star as it coincides with the pre-production of the feature film, Goodnight Marilyn. You'll get a chance to question, explore, and discover the secrets surrounding what really happened that fateful night back in 1962. Let's start the conversation. Here is the host of Goodnight Marilyn Radio, Nina Bosky. Hi, everyone. I'm Nina Bosky for Goodnight Marilyn Radio, and welcome to the show as we explore the investigation, the life, and the movie all surrounding Marilyn Monroe. Well, we have a lot to cover, and coming up in just a few minutes, one of the main investigators on our team is ex-homicide detective Skip McComber, and he will be with me to talk about our approach to the investigation as we get ready to launch it. Then we have two special guests, Mary Sims, president of Immortal Maryland Fan Club, and Leslie Kasparowitz, who has been involved in the fan club since 1998 and has been studying and helping to preserve Maryland's legacy for the past 25 years. If you think about these two ladies, uh, they have about 55 years of experience between them in terms of Maryland, so I'm sure they have a lot of knowledge then the second half of the hour, we'll have Elizabeth Summers, an esoteric numerologist and medium, we'll lighten things up, maybe, uh, talking about Marilyn's birth chart and her numbers as it relates to her life. And we'll be taking calls and email questions in that last segment. So make sure you have our email. It's MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. That's MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. And then you can also call us at 866-472-5788. So that'll be happening in our last segment. Um, but before we, we get on our way, I want to talk to you about something that is actually very important to what we're doing here. I'm going to ask you for your support. Maryland fans, we need you. I would like you, if you can, to read, and if you feel inspired to, get behind a petition that we have just launched around Maryland and the verdict of her probable suicide. So I'm going to read you the petition, so that way, if you are feeling motivated, you'll go right to the petition and sign it during uh, this radio show. But it says, In researching and preparing for the movie Goodnight, Maryland, we, the filmmakers, have firmly come to believe that Marilyn Monroe did not commit suicide. We feel she wanted the pain to go away, but we didn't. But she did not want to die that fateful night back in August of 1962. She had a lot to live for and was making plans hours and days before her death. Help support the cause for us to overturn her probable suicide to either accidental overdose or undetermined, almost like Natalie Wood, right? So given the history of the case, it is reasonable to say that there's enough evidence to firmly prove once and for all that Marilyn did not actively take her life that day. We, never, we, we may never know if murder was involved. This is not the goal of this petition. The goal is to review the case with what we knew, know to be true based on facts 
not rumors. So be a part of history in the making. Join us as we support and give back to Marilyn as she has given us given to us over the last 50 plus years. So we need your support, Marilyn fans. Again, if you want to know how to get to the petition, go to goodnightmarilyn.com. Go to the upper tabs on the upper part of the website. It'll say petition. Just click and go. You can also go to, uh, you know, and make sure if you can, not only sign it, but share it with your friends, at least five friends. Share it, share it, share it, because we need 100,000 signatures uh, between now and August 5th. So we have, a, we have a big goal, but I know with everybody's support, we are going to get there. So, and in terms of social media, go to facebook.com slash goodnightmarilyn. The petition is right at the top there. You can see it and also sign it. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. It's GN, GN, like goodnight, Marilyn GN, and we'll also have our YouTube channel that is just launching, and we'll talk about that more next week. But speaking of launching, let's get launched right into this uh, week's show as we dig deeper into Marilyn. My first guest, Owen Skip McComber, he is a consultant and one of our team investigators, 16 years plus working in law enforcement and 13 years as LAPD from 1981 to 94. Owen served as the highest rank in Los Angeles Police Department as Patrol Sergeant Detective One. Skip, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. So let's jump it right in. So given you are ex-LAPD, you have a good idea of how to approach this case. So, you know, given that the case has been kind of locked up and has been, you know, put away for a, a lot of years. Do you think that it's ever going to see the light of day, given that it has moved more into more of a historical nature? What do you think needs to happen? Well, I, the investigation from the department's position, as it was categorized as a probable suicide, there would be no uh, homicide investigation. When we have uh, a a homicide, we, we open up what we call a murder book, and it has um, all the investigative notes, evidence collected, interviews, and that, that's critical, especially if uh, one detective picks up an investigation from a previous detective we might call a cold case. That doesn't exist, but from uh, sources within the department, there was an investigation uh, launched uh, not a homicide investigation, but an investigation of her death because it was high profile. Uh, the primary report would li- uh, lie with the coroner's office, but I think it's important because there is public concern and family concern that the investigation at the time may or may not have been thorough. New questions have come up that we uh, would, it would benefit the, the city, uh, both departments, if these reports were made uh, public, uh, basically for transparency. What was done was done, and if everything that could have been uh, investigated was, you could lay this to rest. If the reports are sealed, it causes people to ask the question, why? So I'd, I'd want to see those reports unsealed. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, and you made a, a interesting point in terms of, you know, uh, transparency and also uh, talking about the historical nature. We've kind of moved into historical nature, and that leads me to my next question with you. What do you think we, you know, that we know now that we didn't know back in 1962 that actually can help the LAPD put some resolve to this case? Well, we've made some great advances in forensic science. Um, there could be physical evidence is still there. Uh, there's been some talk about what would be the pos- possibility and the, and the benefits of maybe uh, exhuming the body and a new forensic examination. So um, if there's any drugs that maybe didn't come uh, to light then, we mo- most likely would have a way to uh, determine that now. So forensic-wise, we've made advances, and, and I'd like to have a second look um, conducted. There was also a lot of discussion from police personnel at the scene, ambulance attendants that said that they didn't feel the, uh, the scene looked correct. And, and I really don't know why they didn't stop it and call in homicide detectives and say this needs to be removed from a private doctor uh, into official uh, scrutiny. When someone dies and their doctor signs off, then the homicide unit uh, is, is not called. But there was some discussion with people at the scene that, in one respect, the sergeant at the scene said later that he felt that the scene was staged, which is a very bold statement. But had he felt that way, it should have been halted and uh, detectives called in and had uh, non-department personnel removed from the scene, and it should have been a crime scene. I'd like to kind of interview those personnel under subpoena power, under oath, and find out what actually transpired that night. So we could, we could re-interview. Um, if this case were reopened, Officially, we'd have subpoena power. We'd have people re-interview that might have been reluctant at the time to divulge any information uh, under subpoena, under oath, and I think that would help as well. Yeah, and I also, you know, it's also because it's becoming historical. A lot of these people have now passed, so you know, it's uh, that's that's also the challenge and also the opportunity now because some of the remaining people or evidence that's there, this might be one of the last times that we could really, um, you know, look at this case from some of the people that that uh, could be talking and bring light and transparency to this. We have to we have to move on, uh, Skip. But one last question I have for you, if you can kind of sum it up. Why do you think this case needs to be resolved today? Well, one of the responsibilities of a, of a homicide investigator is to speak for the victim who can't speak. So with an unresolved case, uh, if there is an issue here that isn't correct, Marilyn can't set it right, but the investigation can. This is important for her legacy. It's important for the family. But it's also important for the public to have confidence in the criminal justice system. If doubts linger, then the investigation could have been poisoned and people doubt that everything was done correctly. If we do a new look at this and we can show that everything was correct, it gives the the public confidence 
and it gives Marilyn the chance uh, to rest. All right. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know we're going to hear more from you in the in the weeks and months ahead. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, bring some more light to this case. So thanks again, Skip, for being on the show. Sure. I'd like to re- thank you. I'd like to remind you to join the community. Go to goodnightmaryland.com. Get all the updates. All you have to do is put in your email and you'll hear first of what's going on with the investigation as well as the film. You know, just a little trivia fact that... Uh, Marilyn, if you don't know this or not, not only is she, you know, here popular in the United States, but she's she's a world public figure and popular in other countries. And uh, supposedly, uh, according to EDI Media, one of the biggest Chinese American media companies operating here and throughout the world, that Marilyn is the biggest. Hollywood icon next to Shirley Temple. Not next to Shirley Temple. Next is Shirley Temple. So the number one icon. And you think about having, you know, those world fans. And speaking of world, we have the Immortal Maryland Fan Club, who has fans throughout the world. I am privileged to have both Mary Sims, president of the Maryland Fan Club, and one is one of the longest standing internet groups dedicated to Marilyn Monroe. And Mary heads up the group of more than 10,000 Marilyn Monroe fans from around the world. So for all of you that are listening in other parts of the world, countries, Australia, France, Germany, China, everywhere, um, you know, they, uh, they have been really, uh, you know, studying Marilyn's life for, she has been studying Marilyn's life for over 30 years. And then we have Leslie Kasperowitz, who has been studying the life of Marilyn for 25 years. She's been working with Immortal Marilyn since 1998 to protect and to preserve Marilyn's memory and to promote the truth about her life. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anybody knows more about Marilyn, I I think that, you know, you two uh, definitely uh, bring a wealth of information. I'm going to start with you, Mary, and then I'd like to hear from you, Leslie. What do you think the biggest misconception is about Marilyn? Uh, Well, I think that she, um, uh, I think that she was, she was not smart is is the major misconception for in, in my in my mind um, that she wasn't talented and uh, and then again what you guys are investigating um, that she didn't commit suicide and how about you Leslie um, I think uh, much much of what Mary said but also that she um, was a, a party girl and a kind of uh, someone who slept her way to the top and didn't work hard and didn't um, take her craft seriously and that's absolutely not true about her at all she was very serious about acting and a lot of people don't know that about her yeah well you know what I want to we have to take a quick break I can't believe this it's like this show goes so quickly but I want to um, after the break I would like to pick up where we left off about the misconception of being a party girl and uh, that she wasn't studying and she wasn't serious about what she was doing. I think it's a really important part of Marilyn. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Mary Sims and Leslie Kasperowitz. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Genius Radio presents Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Goodnight Marilyn Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, I'm Greg Schreiner from Marilyn Remembered. Did you know that Marilyn was a very generous person? I've met many people that knew her, and they all said if you admired something she was wearing or something she owned, you had to be careful because it may be appearing at your doorstep the next day. She really was not into material things, not into money. She cared more about people and about life. For Good Night Marilyn Radio and Marilyn Remembered, I'm Greg Schreiner. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Goodnight Maryland Radio. I'm Nina Bosky. With me is the president of the Immortal Maryland Fan Club, Mary Sims, and also Leslie Kasperowitz, who has been studying Maryland for over 25 years and also is part of Immortal Maryland. Uh, you just heard that uh, segment from Greg Schreiner uh, talking about Maryland being generous. Uh, what do you say to that? Oh, so absolutely. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you hear that with uh, with her, that she was, uh, you know, very generous with people. And I think that's also why people respond to her even today, 52 years later. Yeah. So so back to this question and, and statement that you made about Marilyn and the mis, you know, kind of conception that people have. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, in regards to, you know, studying of her craft? And I know, Leslie, you did a wonderful post on Immortal Marilyn talking about her craft. Yeah, um, Marilyn is often seen as somebody who uh, didn't have a lot of acting skill or talent, and um, even Marilyn herself was it was quipped as having said that the uh, reason she wanted to study acting was that she had seen her own movies, and <laughs> she uh, she was a hundred percent serious about becoming a better actress, and it meant so much to her to earn respect as an actress and to be taken seriously, and I think it was one of the things she wanted most in her life was to be taken seriously as an actress. 
Well, I also think that people do have the misconception that she was a party girl. So talk about that because I, I, I think people do have that uh, idea that she was just out, you know, partying all the time. Yeah, they do. And, and, and Marilyn herself was not, not somebody who was interested in attending parties just for the sake of being seen. Um, again, another thing that she was known to have said was that she wasn't going to show up somewhere just for the sake of being seen, just to be seen somewhere. Um, she was more of a stay at home and read her books and listen to her music kind of person. She enjoyed quiet evenings at home and she was not out drinking and partying the way her image is often presented. Well, I think this is wild because that is one of, somebody said to me when I said that to them, they said, I can't believe that that's actually, you know, that, that she's not out doing that. And I said, that's what you just said is what she does. And what she did was she was more of a homebody and people don't, don't see that in her, you know? So I think that's a beautiful uh, misconception to clear up. So... What do you know about Marilyn now that you didn't know then when you first started? I'll, Mary, I'll talk oh, to you okay. first. Um, the one thing that made me, uh, if I can say, fall in love with Marilyn was her quick wit. Um, uh, the, and they've, ca- they've come to call them Marilynisms. Um, uh, she could, off the top of her head, come up with these uh, one-liners that just took the reporters, you know, off balance. And she was uh, uh, she was so clever in that way. And another thing is how, uh, like her home, uh, it was so modest. In if you look in the scale of movie stars and movie star mansions and all. She had a bungalow, a three-bedroom bungalow that was very modest, very unassuming. And this was Marilyn. Uh, there's a quote, and I can't think of it uh, uh, word for word off the top of my head, but money was not important to her. All she wanted to be was wonderful. And that was so true. She did not care about diamonds or uh, mansions or, uh, I mean, the, uh, the evening gowns that she wore to events were mostly borrowed from 20th Century Fox. Her jewelry was rhinestone. She had very few pieces of real jewelry. And um, like I said, her, her one home that she owned was um, a modest bungalow in Brentwood. Uh, and I don't think people understand that about her either. I think that's quite interesting. I, was, um, I, I admire that so much, that she was that way. Yeah. And how about you, Leslie? Uh, that's definitely something true. And, um, yeah, I think the thing that most people first see Marilyn as this very glamorous movie star kind of image. I mean, most people have only ever seen maybe one or two movies and the pictures they know of her are of her, you know, very glamorous, the pink diamonds are girl's best friend dress or the white subway dress. And people think that that's how she was in real life, that, that, that image is who she was. And for me, the biggest lesson to learn was that her image was her image. Marilyn Monroe was uh, was a part she played, and that wasn't really who she was at all in her private life. She was very different in her private life. She didn't dress glamorously. She was known for uh, wearing her comfy capris or slacks and, you know, very casual and comfortable and, like Mary said, didn't own a lot of jewelry, wasn't into the glamour at all, really. 
Well, I think that's important. I want to get to this too about Marilyn and her persona. You know, most people think that don't that don't know her well think that that is her. That is one of the most manufactured, well crafted, you know, uh, caricatures or personas. Where do you think that persona came from? Given you know the history of her prior to becoming Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I think she well, it came from her, and it, 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 she created it, and she um, worked hard at it, and and, it, and in the end, uh, sadly, it, it kind of trapped her a little bit in terms of Hollywood. She built this uh, this Marilyn Monroe person and this image, and it, it brought her to stardom and got her a lot of attention, and then it kind of typecast her, yeah. <laughs> which I think was a yeah. big frustration of hers as well. Absolutely, yeah. She wanted to be taken seriously, and. Um, I think the world just, uh, she played the dumb blonde so well that everybody believed it. Yeah, and she was, you know? far, she was far from it. Yeah, so, she was far from it. So, so let's get into what is a more, the Immortal Maryland Fan Club and what is its mission and what are you guys wanting to achieve and have been achie- achieving for, for years? So people that may be listening for the first time and getting to know Maryland, um, what they can expect from the fan club. Mary, I'll start with you. Well, we're, we've always been uh, top on our list is to honor and preserve her memory and her work and her life. Um, uh, keeping the truth out there. We work hard at, um, uh, at keeping the club honest. Uh, the, uh, the posts that, that come in Facebook, uh, we, we monitor them to make sure that what is being said is factual. Um, uh, we, we really work hard on that. We, um, we do, uh, charities four times a year. We've always really done charity, even back before Facebook even existed. At Christmas time, we supported the children at Holly Grove, the, um, the, uh, orphanage that Marilyn was at when she was a child for a time. And, um, now we do a- Animal Haven and we raise quite a bit of money, um, through the course of, of the year four times, uh, for that. And I think she'd love that, that we do that for her. Uh, the members are great. We, we, between the three clubs, we have the, the Mortal Maryland main club, then we have the, uh, Death Deliberation Roundtable and the quote-unquotes, and we've got the 2017 memorial plans where we're looking forward to uh, the 55th memorial where all the fans will come out to L.A. again. We ha- uh, with them with clubs, we have close to 14,000 members. Wow. Yeah, wow. and social media, we're just, we're on every social media there is now. BuzzFeed, Tumblr, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Pinterest, we're there. You're everywhere, just yeah, like she is. you can find There's... us everywhere. And then plus immortalmaryland.com. That's yes, our, and... our main website. And there's a lot of information there. There's a lot of information there. Frazier Penny does a book review. We've got years of book reviews from him. Tony Plant with his uh, vintage magazines he does once a month. Becca Swift, she does the TV schedule. We have interviews with photographers who, who worked with Marilyn. And um, uh, it's, it, the, the website is um, huge. Every aspect of Maryland is covered. 
Well, and I'm going to invite everybody to go be a part of it because these guys, uh, both Leslie, Mary, and everybody involved in the fan club really are there to preserve Marilyn's uh, name, um, her legacy. And uh, you get to know more about Marilyn as you tune in because a lot of times if you just read things or you see things on the surface, there's a lot more. As we all know, she's a much more layered, uh, you know, uh, a layered woman, uh, not only in life was she, but also in her passing 52 years later, you know? So for both of you, what drew you to Marilyn? As a last question, what drew Uh, you to Marilyn? I think that almost everyone is drawn to her initially when they see her, uh, either a photograph or a film. And my first memory of seeing her was as a child, uh, very young. I was about eight, and I, I thought that I was looking at an angel. It had to be. I, I couldn't imagine that this was a person who had ever walked the earth. Um, <laughs> and, but later, you know, later as you grow and you start to learn about her, I think that for most people who become very serious Maryland fans and almost kind of cross over into what we sometimes call a Maryland scholar. Um, yeah. <laughs> for most of us, we connect, we, we just connect with her. And for me, I felt very connected to her vulnerability and, and also her strength that that combination that she had yeah. um, and the way that she overcame so much in her life. And, yeah. and that she's always been an inspiration to me in that way. Thank you. Thank you. And Mary, um, if you'd like to add, but we have to close out the segment. Yeah. Uh, Well, I agree with everything Leslie said. Um, (laughs) The complex woman that she was, she was very vulnerable and very insecure, and she was very strong. I mean, to, to become what she has, to become what she did in her lifetime, and uh, uh, the demons that she faced and um, the insecurities and how she overcame that and just continued to, um, uh, she, she believed in the power of positive thinking. I and love you that. see so much of that today. But back in the 50s, she she was there. She was a woman yes. ahead of her time. She um, really was. Uh, very complex, and um, uh, you just got to love her. The more well, you ladies, know her, the more you love her. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. You know we're going to have you back, and I just want to say thank you for sharing a little bit of uh, love and uh, a little history as it relates to Marilyn Monroe. Thank you so much for being on the show. And go to immortalmarilyn.com to learn more about this wonderful fan club. Thank we'll be back. You, Nina. Oh, thank you. Thank Nina. you. Thank you. And we'll be we'll be back in just a moment. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you experiencing a relationship or a relation slip? Without the carefully measured balance of spirit and ego, it might not be what you want it to be. On Relation Slips with Dr. Bobby Summer and Lori Lynn Mann, we'll explore relationships from two unique ends of the spectrum. In addition, we'll have amazing guests, both experts and celebrities, and we'll hear from you too. Relation Slips can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Genius Radio presents 
Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and Friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Goodnight Marilyn Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Goodnight Marilyn Radio. I'm your host, Nina Bosky. I'd like to give you this week's Marilyn misquote. You can also go to Immortal Marilyn's uh, fan club, immortalmarilyn.com, and learn more about uh, how much she is misquoted out there. So this is the quote of the week, well-behaved women rarely make history. This is a great quote, but it's reproduced everywhere. The fact is Marilyn did not say that quote. Laurel Thatcher Ulrich, a Harvard University professor in a paper about Puritan funeral rituals. That's where that quote came from. She has gone on to uh, write a book in the same title. So Marilyn did not say that quote. Also like to give you your life bite of the week, a little life lesson. You know that Marilyn, even with all her pain, was an optimist. You heard it in our last segment, uh, uh, you know, Mary talking about that she was into positive uh, thinking before positive thinking was even positive. So what I'd like you to do this week is to be present to your good, Seek out it, look for it, nurture it, support your own good parts. You know, with all the negativity in the world, it's important to give yourself the space to shine. There's a great quote, your soul is rooting for you. So look for the good and first and foremost, celebrate it in yourself. You won't really be able to get acknowledged for all that you are and all that you do until you are willing to see that beautiful spirit inside of you. So here's to soul growth. On that note, I'd like to introduce my next guest, Elizabeth Summers, esoteric numerologist and medium. She provides practical information for combining ancient tools. She has a variety of different methods, number interpretations, tarot, astrology, and all of her readings, focusing on bringing clarity to clients' you know, human journey, both in the now and the bigger blueprint blueprint of their incarnation. Elizabeth has expertise combined with her touch of humor and lively. She's just, uh, I just love her. She's like a little pistol, puts her clients' lives into perspective. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you? I'm delighted to be here. And hello to hello. everyone who's listening. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And uh, as I as I say, you're a little uh, ball of fire. So uh, this will be fun <laughs> as we take this yeah. journey into looking at Marilyn. So let's get right into it. You know, a lot of people project a lot of their own viewpoints on Marilyn. It, it happens everywhere, you know. And so, you know, what do you think is going on with her based on her chart 
um, that allows, you know, such a big cultural phenomenon, like what's, you know, all these projections onto this, to this icon? Well, the beautiful thing is that in the work that I do, uh, ElizabethSummers.com, we are, I use very ancient, no objective, no emotion, no personality into the information that's found in her birth name and her month and year of birth. The energy of Marilyn Monroe is called an angle of development. It's like an adjunct professor that kind of puts more issues, codes into the soup, if you will. So when I looked at her, I had to go back to her, her birth certificate name, and every soul chooses their birth certificate name by code. It represents to me as an esoteric, a soul as a uh, numerologer. Who are they? What are they bringing into this lifetime? And this precious little being who came in here and took the name, we all take her name. She took her name as Norma Jean Mortensen. That's what I based it on. Marilyn Monroe was uh, was like, you know, uh, ingredients in a cake mix. What can I say? <laughs> and, and, and so she has soul. And I look at everybody as a soul because I'm an esoteric numerologist. She is someone who's come in here as a loner. She is not someone. And this is why she went through a whole variety of marriages. Because her, her vows in her name tell me a lot. The vows of any person's name tells me who they are as soul. And she has a 16-7 soul. The number seven is that of a loner. She did not like and should never have been living in Hollywood. Never living in Hollywood. And then, because I used very deep 5,000-year-old systems, I took her back, back, back to other lifetimes, and here is the interesting point of view, which is what is my belief system as not a political observer, but as an esoteric numerologer. When I took her back energetically out of her birth name to her uh, uh, 5,000-year-old code system, this woman needed... And she was on the brink, on the brink. That's all I can say. She was on the brink. She needed to move out to Big Sur. She needed to move out of Hollywood, out into the country, out into nature, out into mountains, desert, and water. It was literally, figuratively, energetically killing her to live in all the combustional energies of Los Angeles. Now, Marilyn, from the work that I do, is carrying heavy-duty karma. And heavy-duty karma connected to relationships and connected to betrayal. And I think this precious little being who had zero value in herself she gave her power away, which is, shows up in so many women's charts that are now born in the Aquarian age. She gave her power away, and she trusted to government energies. When I use the Chaldean system, which is 189, which is uh, uh, 5,000 years old, 
I use two systems in the work that I do. I'm a spiritual uh, numerologist. Uh, I use a 5,000-year-old system, which takes me way back into past lifetimes. And I use the Pythagorean system, which is more human attitudinal behavioral. Okay, fine. Whatever. When I went way back, the soul of Maryland was involved in theater, was involved in government, was involved in humanitarian work. And somewhere in there, because she had zero patience, she wanted what she wanted, what she wanted it, and she didn't have value in herself, and she gave her power away in order to achieve, and she got betrayed. And I am a firmly believer, firm believer, if this baby girl, as soul, had held on from 37, she died at 36, if she had held on from 37 to 45 years of age, there would have been a new beginning for her. I'm coming, folks that are listening, strictly off of formulas, nothing emotional. From 436 to 45, I see a new beginning, a new start, a new energy, a new dynamism, which she had, which she had. And there would have been a major development in her life around 45, 46. And from 46 to 54 years of age, that girl would have made money. And I honestly believe that she would have moved her residence and she would have made so much money that she would have turned into who she really, like, really, 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 really is, is a humanitarian. She would have given her money away, and she would have given her money away in service to humanity, but also, just like Tippi Hedren, for one of a better icon, to horses and dogs and humanitarian efforts and Mother Nature. Because she would have given it away. This woman was a humanitarian. But in previous incarnations, from from a numerological and astrological point of view, she is coming in here as someone who was in the positions of government, in the positions of humanitarianism. And in previous incarnations, she emotionally... Screwed people over, took advantage of them, which is exactly what I think happened to her. And she gave her power away because she did not believe in herself as a woman. Yes, yes. coming in here with a moon sign, astrological. In the work that I do, folks, I combine as an esoteric numerologer, numerology, thousands of year old codes I'm translating, numerology and tarot. So emotional self was Aquarius, and she chose to come into this lifetime as an emotional Aquarian, which is great because we're in the age of Aquarius, of woman empowerment, and if for some reason she could have just held on a little bit longer, she would have moved into her power, Yes, which she has coming in here. And she would have found her value, and she then would have turned around and started doing. 
She hates so, it. So was in drama in other lifetimes. I know I wanna, I'm interrupting. No, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I want to I want to continue this conversation, but we have to take a quick break. Um, I'm going to bring you back after the break, and we might even have some questions for you to finish on up, okay? So just hold right. hold that Hold that thought, and we'll be back in just a moment. My guest is Elizabeth Summers. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. Mad Genius Radio presents Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and Friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Goodnight Marilyn Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Goodnight Maryland Radio. I'm Nina Bosky. We have uh, several calls holding and we have some emails. I will uh, try to get them answered to you and we'll post those on Facebook because we have uh, a lot to cover. Our first uh, caller is Chris from California. Uh, Chris, hi. Welcome to the show. What's your question for us? Hi, yes. My question for you is, Elizabeth, who do you felt Maryland love or what was the question? I didn't get that question. What was the question? Say that again. Sorry. Who do you think Marilyn was betrayed by? Do you think she was betrayed by the love of her, love of her life, or by the government, or by both? Both. 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 Okay. So, so Both. Marilyn, in your in your viewpoint, based on all the research you've done, is that she was portrayed by the men, the personal men in her life, and also the government. Both. So, and so re- it's a- yeah. And the technical reason I say that is this: there are four major karma codes that have to do with relationships, and her soul number on the Pythagorean system is sixteen seven, and it says in previous lifetimes because of sex, drugs, alcohol. 
she uh, used other people to her advancement, and she created negative karma 167. It's showing in her phone number, and it turned back on her. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Dimaggio was he was uh, on the other side of it. I'm not going to say no. But this woman in her lifetime, in my opinion, would never really have had a positive personal uh, relationship. All right. Well, thank you on numerology. Thank you for the call. I'd like to get in one more last call. Patricia from Grand Rapids, uh, welcome to the show. What's your question? Yeah, hi. Um, I just wanted to ask if her intent, based on the way that you said she was coming into this life, was to be a humanitarian, and that didn't happen. Do you believe that that will be her intent or that she'll be able to do that in the next life? I, uh, I'm not going to say no to that because who she, bottom line, is is someone who is a humanitarian, needed to learn to be an MP humanitarian, and especially connected to Mother Earth. Horses and dogs especially. She is basically a shaman and a humanitarian, but she did not value that. She did not learn to listen to her own inner guidance. Uh, and, And being on stage was part of the old her, but in this lifetime, that she did not fit. Yeah, so she was kind of a cross between the two. Thank you so much for your call. So that's a very interesting kind of uh, dichotomy because you see that in her. You know, you have this huge uh, love for animals, you know, animals all over the place and and having that human, you know, civil rights, right? Uh, You know, really standing up for for people. And then yet at the same time, you know, being trapped by the persona of Marilyn Monroe. And, you know, in the in the last segment, the ladies were talking about how she really actually liked to stay home with a book. You know, yes, she wasn't totally. the party, I party girl. Totally. Totally. So, she, so t- in, she should have lived never in the city. She should have lived in mountains, desert, or water. And I say this to all my clients, all my clients <laughs> that I see these codes. They are not city people. Los Angeles was not where she should have lived. Interesting. Yeah. And that's actually where she was born and, and really raised. Um, is there anything else that we should know about her, given the fact that uh, Emily says, uh, you know, she represents such a big uh, part of our culture today? Why do you think that is based on her numbers or her astrology? Not every, every star has that kind of capacity for that staying power. Well, her on a very deep level, on using the 5,000-year-old numerological code system, she is the number nine, which is that of shaman, which is that of teacher, which is that of humanitarian. And I think uh, that if people would listen to whatever she wants to put out, this precious little baby came from her heart. She was very simple. She came from her heart. And if we can latch on to her humanitarianism versus ego, which really got in the way in this lifetime, what can I say? Know that if we would link up with what her heart is, her blessed heart is, and help other people and give service to other people, this is who Marilyn was. Wow. I think that's really powerful because a couple of weeks ago, I started out the show talking about, you know, the tragedy of her death right at that time. And you even said it in her, in her chart that she would have held out, right? It would have been a transformation. Oh, Oh, she would have been really wealthy and she would have used her wealth in service. 
Yes. And, and so I, and I look at that and I think about, you know, even with this case and the investigation, right. And all the popularity around her government, government. It, it is, is taking a, a tragic situation and moving into transformation. And you think about yes. what is the biggest um, plight for a humanitarian. It really yes. is about transforming lives. And, uh, you know, one of our plights here is about transformation, transformation of the truth, transformation of, of you know, this case in her life and what she stood for. So I just really want to thank you, uh, you know, so much for being on the show. But I also want them to know a little bit more about you. Where do they go to find you. Very simple. My name is Elizabeth Summers, S-U-M-M-E-R-S. My work goes all around the world. Just go to ElizabethSummers.com and I help people through astrology, numer- ancient numerology, 5,000-year-old codes, and the ancient tarot. And this is all I do, Nina, as you know, all day <laughs> long. I help people everywhere. But this work is so powerful that it goes past the subjective into the objective and puts the facts on the table. And then, of course, what our people do with it is on them. But I love my work, and I am so grateful for you to bring me back again to your wonderful show. Thank well, you. Oh, thank you too. I have actually one more one more question from Jeanette from San Antonio. She wanted to know, and I actually happen to have their their birth dates. Um, it, it, Arthur Miller was a, I guess, October seventeenth. Is that a Libra? I think that's a Libra, right? Um, and Joe DiMaggio is a Sag. What would be the better combination with Marilyn, given the fact that she is, um, you know, her chart? I would say whoever was born on ten seventeen. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. So, and she yeah. was married to him for, for five yeah. years. So, yeah. 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 So, um, that would have been the best. The Sagittarius, uh, which was DiMaggio, took over when she died and took charge. That's a fire sign, different from a Libra. And he took over, buried her, did this, did that. You know, that's very Sagittarius. And, and, uh, yes. But the important Ooh. thing to know is that. All of these relate. This woman was not to be in a relationship. She pulled in old love from previous incarnations, including whoever in government, although you know who's, that set her up for her death. They were all karmic relationships that brought her to an end to balance this karma. So I would say, as a Libra, the best would be for her as uh, Arthur. Arthur Miller. And then DiMaggio took over and finished it up and said, I will take care of you, baby girl. All right. Well, we've got to close out the segment. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Elizabeth Summers. Go to ElizabethSummers.com and learn more about this fabulous woman and her wonderful work. Thank you so much. Next week, we have a special show, especially in light of all the media attention. It'll be fun as we explore with special guests Mary Jane Gray and Leslie Kasperowitz will be back with us. And our own film director for the movie Goodnight, Marilyn, Drew Ann Rosenberg, she'll be with us discussing women power 
Hollywood, and Marilyn Monroe. It should be a fascinating show. So until next time, I'm Nina Bosky for Goodnight Marilyn Radio. I'd like to thank also my uh, my wonderful engineer, Mike Randall Libero, of course, executive producer, and Drew Masters. I couldn't do this show without you. So until next time, I'm Nina Bosky for Goodnight Marilyn Radio. Remember, in the words of Marilyn herself, you can read about yourself, but what's important is how you feel about yourself. Go out and shine this week, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's show. Good Night Maryland Radio with Nina Bosky can be heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to tune in again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 